We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Jack Ramsey's Gaming Rank Brand's Break. It is a live trade deadline wrap-up review, closing time, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it was a busy day, to say the least. It was a busy deadline uh, beyond just the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, Kevin Durant moving last night at the wee-wee hours. Uh, there was a lot of action back and forth across the league. Uh, I don't know about you, Brandon, but I found out that there's 300 second-round picks available in the NBA right now. Uh, I did not know that there was that many uh, available out there, which is yeah. absolutely insane. Um, before we dive into the nitty-gritty of it, what's your your 30,000-foot view? Um, way more busy than everybody predicted. It felt like people were trying to downplay this deadline and act like there wasn't going to be a ton of movement and almost instantly Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving get traded and the league is like, okay, we're going all in. And, you know, I, I, I remember going to a Blazer game years ago and I was talking to somebody, I was talking with a friend who knew somebody that worked for the league and they made a really funny comment that's always kind of stuck with me. And I, I think you saw that in LA today. And it was like, you know, when you get to the trade deadline and you need five new players, it means your roster sucked and you were really bad at your job. And I just got a kick out of it. I know we'll get to the Blazers stuff, mm -hmm. but the Laker thing cracked me up. I think they got some okay pieces. I think mm -hmm. they can get better from where they at. But that, that line kind of, uh, it started popping up in my head again today. And the second round thing, I just want to say, funniest tweet I saw, and if I'm forgetting who this is, I apologize. I know I say that often, but like I truly... If somebody can think about it or whoever, somebody said, man, I thought the I thought the inflation price for eggs was bad. I guess second round picks are basically the equivalent of first now. Like people were just dealing out second second round picks. I, I've never seen that many second round picks dealt in a deadline. They were online. included in almost every single deal. They were the capital that greased the wheels. Five second round picks. In one trade, was that Sadiq Bay, Golden State, like yep. Atlanta, whoever that was? Like, and, then, and then there was another, another, there was two sets of five second round picks, I, and they trade, they they went through three teams. I concluded, I'm not, I know what I know, and like I also know where my weak spots are. I'm not the most cap, salary cap, tax savvy guy in the world, and I guess I didn't know how many second round picks each team got because today it felt like every team had 28, and they said, okay, well we're gonna start using these now. 
Yeah, no, it was look, it was certainly more than than I expected in that regard. Um, how each bit, every single deal needed to be done. It's very interesting because if you let's roll back three weeks, everybody was going to get first round picks. And first of all, let me go ahead and say this: so it's very loud and on the record. I told you about OG. I told you about OG. He's not getting three goddamn first round picks. Yes, I'm laughing at Toronto right now. God, the ridiculousness of that ask. Just, they didn't even get moved. They didn't move anybody. They, they brought moved somebody nobody. In. They became buyers. Yeah. They went and got Jakob. Jakob Bertel, who the Spurs wanted two first round picks for. And yeah. that's where you saw people like clutching, no, not my picks. <laughs> not my picks. Yeah. Uh, it just shows you the value of a first round pick. Mm-hmm. And the what the the thing that greased all the transactions was second round picks. You saw a number number two overall pick, and the Warriors had to admit their fault Man. with James Wiseman. Yeah, made the bad pick. They made the wrong pick. <sighs> they get five second round picks for him, and those five second round picks get diverted here to Portland. Uh, that ends up being the capital to move GP2 back down to the bay. And we'll go through each transaction. Uh, literally 200 replies <laughs> to <laughs> the question that I posed on Twitter. If you had questions, go ahead and submit them. I will do my best. We will do our best to go through them and try to group them together. What I will be trying to do is hopefully I will answer them as we kind of go along. Uh, just going through each transaction, what it means, what it could mean for now, for the future, yeah. kind of set things up, and then go beyond that. Let's be honest, though, real quick. We're not getting to all 200 questions. We no! God, together. no! No, I was going to say, I mean, like, I've, I've, I've scrolled through a lot of these. I think there was like 140 when I when I looked before I left the studio. I think I told you, yeah. it was like 130, 140. I sat down, there was 200. I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you want to go big picture? St- you know what? Let's, let's just, let's walk through everything. Let's set the table, sure. um, through each and every deal and then kind of go through it. Let's, let's, let's piss everybody off that way. Okay. <laughs> because I'm sure that's going to be the, the way that this ends up going. Um, I will say this, you know, I'm, I'm going to save that. I'll save my, re- my reaction and kind of where I'm at now, um, for a little bit later. The first thing that they do, and I, I haven't talked to you about this yet, uh, started last night mm-hmm. with Josh Hart being pulled 10 minutes before the tip. He is traded to the New York Knicks for a protected, lottery-protected 2023 first-round picks from the New York Knicks. Cam Reddish, Svi Mihalik, and Ryan Archie Diakono. I can never yeah, no, get I, past that. Ugh. I had to ask Swag today because yeah. I'm like, I know who he is. Yeah, and it's Archie Diakono. Yeah, once Archie I say it, once I say it once, I can say yeah. it without any problem. But I got to say it once to get it out. Um, initial reaction on on this deal, and then kind of where what you kind of think is this where this is. Yeah. So my initial reaction, I tweeted this out. I I've always kind of felt like the trade deadline. It's it's bizarre. It's awful for a lot of guys, right? Not every player is going to a great contender in a great situation. I think they should have the day before the deadline, the deadline itself, and the day after the deadline. There should be no games. To kind of get their families and yes, situations right. I, I, I like where you're going with that. 
let's let's get business. Let's organize. Let's get guys where they're going. Let's you know not rush them. Like Josh Hart was in a layup line and pulled off and said, "Yo, you got to fly to New York." I, I know he's happy to go play with Jalen Brunson and to be in New York City, but that sucks. Uh, so that was my first. The second one on the actual trade itself. Look, I really once I saw Vando to the Lakers. I pivoted into that's kind of what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting Josh Hart to return much in the role player department or mm-hmm. in the veteran department. I I kind of thought they might take a flyer. I know Cam Reddish had been thrown out there. I think it was a day or two ago. There was a one on on Pro Basketball Talk and it was basically like Blazers and Cam Reddish are they eyeing each other and you know, I'm sure that obviously stemmed from conversations and got leaked, but I was kind of expecting that. Yes. The, the protected pick, cool. I don't think it'll convey uh, because I think the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. So you get four second rounders. No, 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 no. It, it's it's okay. the other it's the other way around. If they so if make the playoffs, you get the yeah the first round pick. Right. It's okay. more likely to convey than not convey. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Thank you. I had that backwards. But if it doesn't, in whatever reason, you get four second rounders. But it, and it's done and it's over with. None of this twenty twenty eight shit that Portland's doing. With yeah, yeah. Currently. It's twenty twenty three. Um. So, like, I know we ex- we in this city, and I should say this at the start of the pod because we got a lot to talk about. Yes. Whether you want to admit this publicly about yourself, whoever's listening and, and tuning in and, and, and hanging out with us, more, more likely than not, you are one of the people in this city that thinks every player on your team is worth a borderline all-star or incredibly valuable role player. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're right, but a lot of the times you're not. And so, like, I can't set expectations for people. We'll go over all these deals and how we each felt about it. But on that particular deal, that that was about what I expected them to do once Jared Vanderbilt went to L.A. I didn't expect much more than that for, for Josh. Yeah. Um, when it went down, I mentioned this on the, on the After Dark last night. You were there, by the way. How weird was that? So, you know how media rows set up, the multiple rows up there. I was talking to guys in there, and I got a message uh, 10 minutes before it went up. Hart's going to New York. It's reddish and. And so, I was telling folks up there, hey, he's gone. And I I kid you not, 30 seconds later, what happened on the floor happened. They yank him, yeah. They yank him, and I'm like, oh, crap. Like, it's going down, down, like, right now. Like, the paperwork is being sent to the league kind of a deal. Um, or there, there's an agreement in principle. And, you know, it took a while last night for, the like, what's coming back. Because I knew Cam was part of it, and I'm like, he's not enough money. So is there a third team involved? And I heard last night that there was a potential for a third team being involved, and that's why we didn't get – kind of what else was included until a little bit later, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty natural. Like, hey, do you want to work something into this? Does this make sense for Here's you? The framework, yeah, yeah. So, but if not, cool, we're going to move on without you, and we're going to exercise it this way. Um, as it kind of ran down, um, you know, I, I, I put a, a tweet up of, like, here's your combinations of, like, what they would need to make the money work. And I was looking, you know, what the, what personnel, you know, somebody to – effective, you know, be somebody you could put on the floor, right? Um, but then I got the first, and I was like, well, that changes things. <laughs> you know, it was like, because nobody I had talked to expected him to return at first. A lot of seconds. I right. heard, heard that pretty pretty frequently. 
um, the idea of where it was going with that was, oh, okay, let's let's see what that kind of looks like. And then it turned out it wasn't just a first, it wasn't a fake first round pick. For for those that don't know, the protections on it is it's, it's lottery protected, and the Knicks, particularly with how the East is shaping up, is more likely. Or Knicks are more likely to make the playoffs than not. Mm-hmm. So it, it definitely has that feel, um, and if not, it conveys into four second round picks. That when we get to the other deal, it could give them up to nine <laughs> second round picks. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Um, and like we saw in this trade deadline, they can help grease a deal. Oh, you could facilitate and get a player with four or five of these things. I mean, I think that's what we learned today, right? They have nine, and again, we'll get to the other stuff, but you at least learned today that like, you could get a role guy for four yes. or five second-round picks. So um, you look at that, and I think it just by itself, that deal, I thought it was a good piece of business. When it was all said and done, I was like, first-round pick, flyer on Reddish? Yeah. All right. Right. Let's 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 see where this goes. Like that's 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 not bad for an expiring contract. Like if you look at what other things were out there for expiring contracts, well, I'll put it this way: Is Jakob Pertl better or worse than Josh Hart? Jakob, I'd say better. Okay. What did he return? Uh, what did he? A first round pick, right? And Kim Birch. And uh, yeah, and Kim Birch. Yeah. Right. Blazers got I a, a, nearly identical or better value. Yeah, because Kim, what's Kim Birch, right? <laughs> yeah, like Cam Reddish is like, hey, fingers crossed. Schmitzy liked him in the draft process, huh? Fingers crossed that Cam Reddish pops. And listen, uh, I can tell you right now, I know exactly what Mike Schmitz thinks about Cam Reddish because I've watched all of his videos on him. <laughs> <laughs> I like when Hyken goes and finds those scouting reports that Schmitz used to post when he was. Oh yeah, it's the first thing I did. I I, I heard. Uh, I want to say about four thirty-five o'clock, and where you know we're in the media room, right. I, I you know grabbed his old his tweets and threw it up in the media room. I go, well, here's what he thinks of him, you know, because I kind of heard it was build, building momentum. It was, it's one of those things like, yeah, it only works for you know uh, players up to twenty twenty-two. Right. That's he cut that off, of, and that's not going to happen anymore going forward. So, um, but yeah, I thought that was a good piece of business. Um, as you progress through the evening, you get the Kevin Durant deal. And I, I think we can circle back to the – to the. actually, you know what? The Kevin Durant deal kind of helps set the framework for everything. So let's talk about it real quick. I don't want to get into the, all of it. But Durant is dealt to the Suns, and let me put the framework around this so people understand. I've seen a lot of people, well, why didn't the Blazers get in? Okay, number one, why the Blazers didn't, didn't get in is because they could not. They don't have the capacity to trade away for unprotected picks a trade swap. Nor did they have the capital of Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder to make that work on top of it. And then also have the players behind him in uh, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton to make it work. Mm-hmm. There's multiple levels to it. And beyond that... Brooklyn was dealing only, only with Phoenix. It seemed like uh, Joe Sy had basically allowed Kevin Durant to choose where he was going. Remember, Remember we talked about the whole the whole Joe Sy if he's if he's made for this or not. Right. I don't think he's made for this. Well, we'll see. Give him a, let's give him a couple more years. But, they, uh, they 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 got a package back that I 
I thought like I'm a I'm a big Bridges like fan. It. Yeah, I know I like Bridges. You know, Cam I know has his ups and his downs, but he's still young. And you got four first round picks. Like, eh. Kevin was going to demand the trade in the summer. I I kind of get it. And it's you also got rid of Kyrie, which was nice. <laughs> so it's uh, it's an interesting. It, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say like. I know people tweet. Was anybody really thinking Portland was going to jump in for the KD thing? Like that was never really a thought for me. I didn't really think that was realistic. I wanted, I'd love it, but I don't know. It felt like he was allowing Kevin. Kevin stayed pretty quiet after Kyrie was traded. He didn't say much. You know, they did the public like he's. We're not trading Kevin Durant, which is basically code for yo, give us a great deal. He's gone, and I feel like they kind of rewarded KD for being. I don't know, for lack of a better term, the good soldier out of the bunch that ended up taking that franchise over for four years. And so, like, I, I just, I never, I wanted KD as much as anybody, but I didn't, I never really viewed Portland in the light of KD. I, I don't either in the sense of, like, I, I don't, I never heard of him being linked to the, to the Blazers. But the idea of what we just saw happen, and that's the thing is that, as it sits right now, the Blazers owe their pick to the Chicago Bulls in perpetuity until 2028. I know it's conflicting yeah. way to say that, but every year until 2028 until it's conveyed. The thing about that is that because of the Stepien rule, which prevents you from trading a pick back-to-back years, mm-hmm. means that the Blazers can't trade future picks until 2029. That pick, that's the one pick that they have control over right now. And as we kind of build towards that, I'm going to kind of show you what I think is why they did what they did. And it took me a a little while to work my way through this, even though I was frustrated when the deadline bell rang. And I'll, I'll get to that here in a little bit. But you get the first deal done, right? And Mm -hmm. that's Josh Hart, uh, is, is the first guy out. Then they get Matisse Thibel for, uh, Svee Mihalik being redirected to Charlotte and some compensation um, while Jalen McDaniels gets sent to uh, Philadelphia. And when that happened, I, I, I had heard rumblings about Gary Payton being shopped. And I didn't know how real they were um, as far as how committed the Blazers were to doing it. And I've seen a bunch of stuff in the comments about about culture stuff. We'll we'll talk about that here in a little bit. The the I will say this. Both sides were, both Gary Payton and and the Blazers were both amenable to parting ways. It didn't work out. It didn't work out in a very bad way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to get to this point this quick <laughs> it, is. Um, yeah. What I what I would add to that too is like first of all I think somebody tweeted me a few months ago when they kind of started falling from the ten and four start and and we kept getting GPs not playing GPs not playing GPs not playing GPs on minutes restrictions somebody tweeted me and I owe that person a huge apology and hey I was wrong you were right because it was somebody's like yo I don't think this dude's it I don't think he likes being here there's no buy-in uh, yada yada yada. I wouldn't be shocked if they traded him. And I think I responded to some of the effect of, 
he's recovering from a core injury. They ain't trading the dude they just signed. Whoops. <laughs> Couldn't have been more wrong. And I'm not pretending to be behind the scenes and know anything. But my God, what a publicly awful, awful signing that was to the point where you are this, you're this, you're in year one of that deal and you got to, you got to trade him. Like I was, so when I heard this news that he got traded, I won't, I won't ramble here, but what I will say is when I heard he got traded and I saw it, man, I went to a weird place cause I, I was so caught off by it. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? And my first thought was collusion. Golden State had no money. Portland needs a defender. Portland will pay him because they're not going to get a big horse coming in here on that mid-level. Mm-hmm. We'll go get your money. We'll bring you back. But like I, I went to weird places today when I saw that trade because for it to not work this quick, boy, some messed up s had to have gone down. So the interesting part about this is Alexa off. <laughs> it's a it's a bad look in general, I think, for both sides. Um, but the flip side is they got five second-round draft picks out of it. They didn't punt on him entirely. They got capital. Okay. Uh, he is an, obviously involved in the James Wiseman deal, the number two yeah. overall pick. That was a punt. I mean, I thought he went for four too many second round. <laughs> he was garbage. And I I'm, I just thank my lucky stars. That team had a real run and still will. I'm so grateful they didn't get Anthony Edwards. Could you imagine had they lucked into that oh, instead of being God. at two and having to get Wiseman? Oh, they could have had LaMelo too. Well, yeah, I'm, I like LaMelo. I also, there's certain parts of him I, I don't know. It'd be, it would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, but that's another deal that goes down, okay? Okay. Uh, then you you obviously you get uh, Kevin Knox is rerouted to Portland as a part of this as well. And that's kind of where you end up. Your starting lineup, uh, the only change that you have is Josh Hart is no longer here. And it's going to be interesting to see who ends up grabbing that starting spot. Is it Nasir Little? Is it Shaden Sharp? Is it Justice Winslow? Is it Cam Reddish? I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know. It's, it's a question that, I, that I'm going to ask tomorrow before the game. Is, hey, which, which way are you leaning with this right now? Uh, and not only right now, which way are you leaning for the rest of the season? I would imagine that they want to get a look at Cam down the stretch. But this is the question that I... I want I, I want to ask you before I dive into what what I think on this side. Yeah. Given the moves that were made, is this team better, worse, or about the same in your eyes? So the old, I want to just uh, real quick. You said something that was interesting. So yet you are right. They lost one starter out of this. Mm-hmm. But I kind of the way the team is built, I it might sound dumb to some. I almost kind of view Gary as a semi starter because like. They need. They relied on him so much. Okay. You 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 got a worse player for Gary Payton. I Matisse Thybul has not been playing for Philadelphia. He's he's like a thirty or sub thirty percent three point shooter. He's good defensively, but like, it's a worse version of Josh Hart. And so, I I can't help but feel discouraged by what by that transaction by bringing that dude in to basically try to 
do what GP was doing to a certain extent. Did they get better or worse? I mean, I think a lot of that is going to depend on schedule, health of other teams, and does Ant and Dame go nuclear? Does Nurkic come back and handle his ass? Does Jeremy keep having a great season? It's possible, but my, my instincts, my gut instincts after it was all said and done and the deadline rang, I can't help but conclude they got worse. Not by a ton, because they already weren't a good team. But I I view it more like, all right, a lot of kids are going to be playing, and they're playing alongside Damian Lillard. That's, it's, it's perfect as you say that, is the, the kids playing. And yeah. my, my initial reaction and frustration came about not really because of the, those, those moves, but the one that they didn't make, which I think is the most impactful, which is moving on from Yusuf Nurkic. But understanding where the market was and, and what asks were. And that's the thing is like my frustration calmed down once I, I made phone calls and got some text messages out there to understand kind of like this is what X was getting and these were discussions around Y. And then I was like, okay, okay, this is, this all makes sense. Um, but when I first looked at it, I go, I, I, I agree with what you're saying in the sense of, they got worse, but I don't – the worst part of it isn't necessarily talent for talent. It's about consistency versus inconsistency and the kids and adding more kids and getting younger. The one thing the Blazers accomplished – or not the one thing, one of the things that the Blazers accomplished, they did get longer and bigger. Like I don't, I don't think Knox is going to be a part of the – roster going forward but i was gonna say do i even need to care about kevin i i don't think so but i know what he is but yeah but the idea of where they're at and ryan you're very much on to of of where i'm gonna get with this um that's a comment in the chat sorry guys um they're whether it's nasir starting whether it's shaden starting whether it's cam starting whether it's justice starting Josh was undersigned at that spot, something we all knew, but was a hell of a rebounder and had a, had a level of effort and intensity. No matter what, he was a professional on the floor, right? That's going to be hard to replace. That's going to be hard to replace. And I think that's where like, you're, I'm not necessarily looking at the box score impact, but the juice. Cause Josh did, he, regardless of his, shooting hitches and, and hesitations and he plays hard. He only knows how to play one way. He doesn't know how to turn off. Cam Reddish is coming from two different spots in Atlanta and New York where he's on his third team. And nobody's ever accused him of being a guy that plays himself into oblivion. Like I've been told, you know, work ethic is a kind of a, a thing. But the flip side is he played for Nate McMillan in Atlanta notoriously not a guy who favors young players. Tom mm-hmm. Thibodeau doesn't know what a young player is. No, he wasn't playing him. No. Um, but that doesn't mean that he was wrong. That's just, if you're looking for your silver lining, there it is. So the Josh point, I, I, I think you're right. And I want to acknowledge like he's better. This is where I think maybe, maybe we'll diverge here from us both kind of agreeing, disappointed with what happened today. Josh is the better player, but you talk about juice, and I think that's a good way of putting it. 
I feel like you can get juice from Nas. I know Nas will shoot the ball if he's mm-hmm. open. There are elements to Nas's game, I think, within the offense that he can maybe even benefit this team offensively. Can he rebound? Can he defend? Eh, maybe not at the same level. Josh is a better player. I, I'm still, I'm kind of still stuck on the GP thing. That threw me through a loop. And you, you're basically a beat writer. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a talking dip s. But like, we both are there a, too, though. Yeah, yeah, yes. Being a talking dip s, and I get this alert that they've traded. I, why I'm more concerned about the GP thing is because I know Matisse Thybul is a worse player than Gary Payton, and I don't think he does anything that can maybe make up for what you're losing in that. GP's a good passer. GP was doing the mentorship to Shade and stuff. He was helping run the second unit. He could fill in if you needed, and he played good defense. I, Matisse is like, yo, I'm not going to be shocked if he starts 0 for 6. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not expecting a whole lot, and I know Josh is better than Nas, but I think Nas can make up for some of that lost juice in his own way and maybe in ways that can help this team from time to time. I'm, I'm stuck on the GP thing of, of the departed today. It's the GP thing. We haven't got I, to the I, Yeah, I, I'm not. That's the thing. I'm, I'm not stuck on it and won't go into does other stuff beyond that. It's just... Oh, there's clearly something going on behind yeah. the scenes. Like, you don't trade a dude the first year into that deal with everything that was built up into getting him to come here if something didn't happen behind the scenes. And, and remember, sh- we, had, we had heard the rumblings, the comments about, like, hey, he's finally playing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that, I, I kind of brushed that stuff off, and I couldn't have been more incorrect. Clearly, there was, it just didn't, it, it was a bad fit. It, it wasn't a good fit. And... I think that a question that could be out there is, could this be an addition by subtraction culturally? That's it's, it's a real question that I have. Sometimes it happens. It does. Now, as far as Tybal is concerned, the thing about about uh, Matisse is number one, he's available. Number two, there's no minutes restriction. Number three, what you brought him in for to play defense He's great. And I saw somebody say that he's undersized. He's bigger than Gary. No, I'm not worried about the size. Like he, he's going to be that, that point of attack disruptor, deflections, steals guy. What's really interesting, I mean, interesting, it's funny. Um, do you know where he ranks in steal and block percentage for wings in the NBA? Uh, I do not. I do not. Every year of his career but his rookie year, he has been in the 100th percentile in both. The bum is in the 97th percentile in his steal percentage as a rookie. Can you believe that? 97th? We, we, yeah, I mean, I, that's incredibly just, high. Just, no, no, I was saying it's a scumbag. How does he not have just 100 percentile the entire part of his <laughs> career? But the flip side is he doesn't do anything offensively. He, yes. is, he is, like, if you were, if you were a 2K player, all them points were dumped into defense, man. Every single one. But he's a crazy good defender. That's something that's helpful alongside Damon Ant. The, 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 the hard part about this is, and this is where GP kind of was able to mask some of this stuff or the thought of, it, of him. 
is that the playmaking juice, the vision, and the ability to knock down those corner threes. Mm-hmm. It gave you a little bit of a little bam yeah. that made it viable. Yes. That's, that's part of it. Um, so I, I think you can, just because of, of Tease's availability, I think you can cover up for it. Yeah, I just, um, I mean, Matisse is one of those, like, if he ever got a three-point shot, my God, would he get well, paid. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's why I feel like let him go, though, is because he just hasn't. Right, and and that's, yes, the defensive metrics, I think, point to some really great things. We know that's why he was drafted. That was his strength. But I just, um, it's not that you're expecting him to shoot ten times in a game. It's just more like in the moments where Dame drives in his trapped or doubled an ant same thing he's gonna be i mean he's, he's he's not your closing lineup and that well that's the thing is no he's not your closing line he's got you've got to go small ball with him you have to you can't play him with nurk or drew you so like a trendon an ant uh shaden you know whatever. any of the small ball lineups that yeah. don't include yeah. um nurk or drew right anybody else at the five then it's it's very easy to make it kind of work in that regard but mm-hmm. as far as the fit, like defensively, he's fine. He's entirely fine. Um, the question I have again is that going back to the starting lineup is is Reddish. You know, do, is it Nasir Little? Is it Shaden Sharp? Is it Justice Winslow? Is it Cam Reddish? I, I don't know which which way it goes. I I just I I really don't. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of shakes out. Um down the rest of the season. But on paper, I think that they're a, they took a step back, but I don't think it's a tremendous step back. And with Utah, basically just flipping the switch, they're going to, yeah, Utah's going to fall. Yeah. We, we, we we talked about that. Like this was, you know, this was always expected from the jazz. Um, That's one less team in there, but the Lakers made a switch. They may be a team that goes up. I was gonna say I would assume though in that great in that same sense like I, I assume the Lakers are going to be a better team. Now, I mean, it's hard to suck more than that. Eight, eight, yeah. I mean, you're right. And they got rid of oh, God. I hated what I saw today on the the vampire. That's my cat. I, I hate the vampire comment that they did to Russ. Like, dude, like you. They can did get to Russ. Yeah. I mean, don't be wrong. Don't get me wrong. They hit a, they 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 hit him with a drive by on the way out. But from from what I understand. Um, he also maybe had it coming. Sure. There's clearly some bad locker room mojo in there. And that goes back to Braun saying, let's keep winning. And Russ saying, no, let's just have fun. Uh, brother, that is not the message an all-time great wants to hear in that moment. But the Lake, the Lakers, you assume the Lakers, even though AD is being weird, you assume the Lakers are going to be better. So it's you're yeah, you're taking Utah out, but I assume you're slotting the Lakers in. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. And here's where my frustration came up. What really wasn't in these transactions. Really? No. I think individually Josh Hart's deal was entirely fine. I think getting Matisse was entirely fine. Um, I think moving on from GP, knowing what I know, is entirely fine. And getting five seconds out of it is entirely fine. And And this is why. And you know what? Here, first, I'll say this. My frustration when the deadline hit was that 
I think the single biggest thing in there is what was not done in, in getting Yusuf Nurkic a swap out for that. And I think that's my own probably preference more than reality and knowing what was or wasn't out there. And then after I got, I just kind of took a step back. Okay, understand why, what was going on, what is happening, what is what are things valued at. Then I start looking and I go, okay, the Blazers don't have the capacity to, to really use draft capital right now. Mm-hmm. Why would they want to use their own draft capital to get off Nurk right now? Does it really matter? No. Like I said, I, I've said this all season. I have not changed my tune. This season, end all, be all. No. The, like whether or not they make or don't make the playoffs, it's not grand scheme. This this thing that's crushing that now coming into this deadline, I was absolutely my, I was on the side of make the playoffs, convey the pick so that you can open up things for the summer. But this is what I think is very important: is that in getting the draft capital that they got, they have the ability to reach out to Chicago and get their pick back and unlock the summer. So you could pay them one of the... Hand them a pile of seconds or the Knicks first. And then you have the capacity to unlock all of your draft picks this summer and go big game hunting. So I, I, I thought that draft pick from the Knicks, when I saw that con, when I saw that included in the heart trade, my mind went to, ooh, now that we've got a pick, we can include a pick in the draft or in the trade. And, and assuming, I, you know, under that assumption, I was just thought, okay, they're going to go get somebody. I see where you're coming from. My, my initial thought was, I'm worried. Mm. Uh, I am worried about where this goes because it, I mean, it, it really is like Jeremy, I know Jeremy's contracts coming up and they're probably going to try to get rid of Nurk in the summer. We, I think we know that, but the miss on Gary and, and sometimes you can't control certain situations. I understand it, but like, it still sucks. Your mid-level guy that you just picked up, it's done in four or five months. And it never felt great. And then what I'm worried about is, like, you have a lot of kids on a timeline of a player that's 10 years older or more than most of them. I, I'm just – I'm incredibly driven by wanting to see that player in particular get his closest shot. And I just would have never thought after, like, 2015 that that was going to be the closest shot. And here we are in 2023 and – I can't categorize this trade deadline as good in any way. And so, like, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried about what the future is now because it's, it's Dame and a bunch of kids. And that's why I look at this and I go, this is – this." I remember we, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks of – Yeah. It's gonna either going to be this, this summer or the next deadline that they make a hard decision one way or the other, whether it's Shaden, whether it's Ant, whether it's in, including picks, like those, those situations – I'm seeing some confusion in the comments, so let me go ahead and, and, sure. and be a little bit more clear on the on the picks. If the Blazers go to the Bulls, 
with draft capital, whether it's the second round picks, whether it's the Knicks picks, whatever, they can get their pick back from Chicago. There are no longer any worries about anything. That transaction is done like it here's, never here's happened. Here's your draft capital. Give us ours back. Great. Thank you. Here's the deal. Okay, now we e- have Everything is unlocked. Gotcha. You have the capacity to then trade your 2023, 20, 25, 27, and 29 picks. And then do your swap in 28. They do not have that capacity until that happens. The other part of this is you take whatever capital, whatever capital you have left, because you have a pile of second round picks, and you attach them to Yusuf Nurkic in the summer and you and go from there. That is the change. But it has to be this summer now. Because mm-hmm. this can cannot be kicked anymore. Not if you're trying to go what they keep maintaining, and that's the letter O. If, if that is indeed the top priority today, and I was with some Blazer fans while this deadline was about to end, I, under, I, know where, I, th- I think I know where most people stand. I get it. I'm, we're literally telling you how we feel about this. I was not a fan of the, dra- of the trade deadline today. And there were moves made that I, I wasn't prepared for mentally, and it was like, what? What's going on? But the, the timeline they maintain that they say is Dame. Well, today you altered your timeline more. You got younger. You're on a different timeline today. My one, this is my silver lining thing. And it is an optimistic viewpoint. So I apologize for having some optimism in some way. But if they were to get to the play-in, maybe make a playoff. And I know people are rolling their eyes right now. But if they were to do that, Daniel... That would mean the kids played relatively well. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're very committed to many players on this roster. That's my bright spot. You make the playoffs, you get to the plan, you come close. So, man, no, that young guy and that young guy and that young guy. And it's like, yo, now you got not just your draft unlocked. Maybe you've got some assets that exist for teams that are in different situations. But whatever it is, whatever it takes, you alter the timeline today. And here was your Dame timeline, and you went, we're dropping it 10 years. And right now, I'm like, yo, I, I want this timeline, but you're you're going this way. Now, can you meet again and get back on it? We'll have to wait till the summer now, but it just it didn't feel like it today. The, the position they're in, and we've talked about this so many times, is going to be a dumb needle, dumb, dumb needle to thread. That's, there was never any question about that. We started talking about this last year at the deadline. The likelihood of success is very small. Like I know that's not what anybody wants to hear. I'm just being bluntly honest. Number one, team building is hard. Team building is really hard when another person fucks it up before you get there. <laughs> just to be entirely blunt. See Chicago situation. How they've unraveled this. I get what they're doing. I don't agree with necessarily every step of it, but in talking to people around the league and what people think, the perfect example I can use right now is remember last year at the deadline. Now this is going to, maybe not a like for like example, but stay with me here. There was discussions around Jeremy Grant and the 
the Pistons were not, you were not going to get him for less than two first round picks. And mm-hmm. it's definitely going to cost you one of those lottery picks that you just traded for. Absolutely. Right. And then he was traded for a single 2025 Milwaukee Bucks pick. Right. I have a reeling suspicion that there's there are discussions that are out there, whether it's a Pascal Siakam, whether um, a Mikhail Bridges, uh, I mean, one of the 18 wings that, that the Brooklyn Nets have, that there have been discussions about those guys. In that they are looking at their capital that they have, and they are going to make a move this summer because they have to, because the, all the guys that they brought in, they're all restricted free agents. Yeah. Like it's just. I mean, if, if you're not if you're not doing it in the summer, like I, I know you've mentioned in the past, like this deadline, the summer, the next deadline. For me personally, like, I don't think there is a next deadline. And, and look, no. I'm, I'm always willing to be wrong, but it does feel like the eggs in the basket got to be. If this is, if this is about Dame, the, the, all your eggs are in the summer. It's yes. like, yo, the summer is it, and if it don't hit, uh, the trade deadline next year could be uncomfortable for a, for a lot of us in Portland. And I, nobody would sit there and go, well, how dare he or how, you know what I mean? Like, I think we would go, this is a really crappy situation. So, like, I, I mentally for me, I've eliminated the next deadline. I'm like, yo, okay. I'm operating on this summer. That's, yes, that's uh, what I'm trying uh, to say. Yeah, no, I, I am 100% operating on this summer. Um, I saw a question about Jeremy Grant, whether or not he will or won't be back as a Blazer. The folks that I have talked to all believe that Jeremy is going to be back. Beyond that. It is what it is. Um, I I have not heard from anybody that I trust to give me any reason to panic. None. I mean, we thought he was coming here last deadline. We did the pod. I remember doing the pod, and people, hey man, Danny and Sprague, they're gonna they're gonna tell us that we're gonna get this and that, and then they didn't get it, and it was like, yo, what happened? And we were like, well, winking a nod, and we'll catch you in a couple it. months. Yeah. So. I'm going to operate on the assumption that they're going to get him back, and then it's like, what can you do to fill in the rest? And that's kind of what it is. I, I said OG, and I shouldn't have said of OG when I said I should have said uh, Mikhail or or Pascal or Cat or I'm talking oh. like I shouldn't have put OG on that same level. Sure. Um, but those are the there's going to be a team that flames out in the playoffs. Pa- Pascal is like. Numero uno for me. Like, if that became available, my God, take all 20,000 second-round picks. I don't care. Well, you're going to need a couple firsts there, too. Well, and then, we, <laughs> of course, you've got to – I mean, if you're not, if you're going to give them draft capital, they're going to need Kevin Knox in return. Oh, that's true. Who doesn't need Kevin Knox in return? Um, but everything is pointing at this summer. So just to kind of to frame this up, they have – Five second-round picks. They have their Knicks first-round pick that's lottery-protected. And let's say they play this out, and they, they did regress this summer. Let's say they find themselves in the lottery because they're just not good enough, or an injury happens, or what? There's through natural causes. Right. Let's say they're in the play-in, and they lose in the play-in. Let's say they finish 12th in the lottery, 10th in the lottery, somewhere in there. And they move up a couple spots 
and they talk to Chicago and go, hey, you know, we're going to suck for a little while. Better, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're looking at resetting. Could be a while before you see that pick. You sure you don't want four seconds? Give up the four seconds. Or give it the first. Either way, I don't care. I'm not trying to get out of this. I'm just saying they're done. Okay, so now the Blazers have a lottery pick and a, and a draft that's more than just Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. The folks, the, the scouts and executives I talked to all call this a top eight, top nine draft. Let's say you find yourself in that situation once more. Now you've got your four draft picks, the player you just drafted, Shaden Sharp, Nasir Little, Anthony Simons. Who, who, who has what you can match at this point? Nobody. Nobody. And you've got Damian Lord and you've got Jeremy Grant, and you're just going, what can we go get? Yeah. What can we go get? And this is where the pressure for everybody's like, when, well, when, like, when are you putting a date? I'm putting a date on the summer. I was like, well, it's the summer, the deadline, and it's got to be when I'm summer. Because yeah. time is just running out. Mm-hmm. It is. And everybody's like, well, what, what do you trust them? Why do you think do you, do you think that this is going to be a, a a thing that's like you know they're going to swing at and miss again? Or why do you trust this? Because I trust the the front office that moved on from CJ McCollum, that told Dame they're going to go get Jeremy Grant, and they did. Dame drafted Shaden Sharp. Drafted Shaden Sharp when they said they were going to take the biggest swing. They have told me, and been public about not even the stuff that they've told me. The stuff they've been pu- very public about. They did not tell you like this. No, this is a gung ho playoff team. It was an evaluation season. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed. So where do you go from here? Well, you see what you can get. You see what shakes free. And by having your draft pack, draft picks lined up so that you can use them, having other assets... And being ready to pounce like Phoenix was, having an actual competitive offer, this is the way you get there. Did you just go Mandalorian? No, no, what do I do? This is the way. Oh, this is the way. <laughs> hey, let me say this, though. It's, it's funny because, like, the one benefit Joe has here going into the summer, because I, I don't really have a lot of hope for this team uh, this year, but... <laughs> The one benefit Joe has is Joe was there when Dame had the best team he's ever had. Okay? Mm-hmm. Who were the players on that team? Let's think back to that, okay? Dame had himself, obviously, a young version of himself. He had a competent three that could handle the rock. That's the big one, is they had somebody else who could do a, have a little bit of yep. creation. That's the, had, that's the hard thing to find. You, dude, I'm not trying to say this is easy. No, no, no. Like, I'm saying that, 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 that's the hard thing piece of this it's their left tackle they haven't found a left tackle they've been trying and trying and they've looked like the seattle seahawks for years uh you had a perimeter oriented two who could hit a three is a three and d guy gave you some juice some energy Mm -hmm. and you had a really damn good four yeah you already have a good four Mm -hmm. 
We obviously know that the five is probably going to be different. You already have the point. I don't know what they're doing with two. Maybe it's Ant. I don't know. I'm not going to guess here. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Whatever. If you use all of this capital, you go get your three. And the big spot, like, no offense, I love Rolo. But, like, you can go find a Rolo. So, like, the blueprint for having the optimal Dame team is one he already played on. And you've already got a couple of the slots filled. I know this is so, this sounds so much easier than it is done, but like, that's how I'm viewing the summer. It's like, you see the blueprint, you know what you need. If you get that draft pick taken care of with Chicago, boom, squared away, young talent, draft capital, what's it going yep. to take? And I would imagine if, if Dame wants this to work, he will do what he did with Jeremy Grant. Which is tamper his living brains out. <laughs> like it hasn't I, been a, like it hasn't been a secret. Like they've talked about how Jeremy and Dame were together on the bus every goddamn day at the Olympics. I mean, Nurkic was whispering to him in a regular season game when Detroit came here. What do you think they were talking about? Guess what? KD and Book came became yeah. tight. Yeah. Do you think it's like, guess where Kyrie and KD became tight? Guess where Iggy and KD became tight? Yeah. Right. It makes me, it kind of pisses me off that Dame was held off those Olympic teams for so long <laughs> for no goddamn reason other than the fact that he wears three stripes and not checks. Hey, you know what? Kevin might have a better team. He's going to be very disappointed with Arizona weed. It's true. He could have got that Oregon Kush. And yeah. He was like, no, I'm going to that dry. I, I want that dirt weed. Oh, I want that dirt weed. <laughs> Listen, for everybody out there who's like, I don't get it. This deadline sucks. I get it. I admit it. I just Look, said it. I, I like get it. Like, I, I, had, I had my frustrations. And I, I know it can get to the point where I can sound like a broken, broken record because over 18 months, it's not easy to be like, yeah, no, I, I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing. I get what they're doing because it's, it feels a little bit loosey with the football. But I think you – but see, like, let me address that, though, because I sometimes get those tweets. What you but you just said was somebody saying, like, why are you so confident? To me, it's not like you're sitting here going, I know they're going to hit the home run or the no. double when they need to. No, I just know that when they that they're going to try. Right. And I think today people will go, Really? You still think that? Okay, it was a it was obviously a bad deadline. The GP two thing sucked worse. I don't than it, that's I the thing is imagined. I don't think it was a bad deadline in that sense. Because they they moved closer to getting what they need to have the capacity to do what they really want to do. That's the thing. When I look at all of the, when I when I'm right here with the with the puzzle right in my face, I can't see it all. Right. But if I can take a step back and go, what did they do today? Take mm -hmm. the names off everything. They said we got more assets. And things that will allow us to do the thing that we keep talking about doing. And that's what I keep looking at when I when I when I look at what is the motivation. What is the motivation of of this? Right. The other side of this is they were already under the tax, so that money wasn't necessarily the motivating factor. Like if they had been over the tax, and then they got under. I'd be like, these sons of you know, I'd be pissed. Mm-hmm. But when I look at what they're, what came out of the deadline, 
I can only feel like and sense that this is what they're lining up to do. And they may go full Brooklyn Nets and fuck this up. Don't get it wrong. That's They could strike out. But if they do, they also have a very young team. <laughs> you become the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. It just sucks. I, I just personally, as a fan, that that's – it could get to that point. And maybe I should prepare myself for the summer to have that be a possibility. I just I've – lived, I've lived here my whole life. You have to, like – you probably bleed this team more than I do. I, I like the Sonics as much as I liked the Blazers as a kid because I love mm. GP and Camp. But That's why the GP2 thing hurts you so much, huh? Well, he's a beaver. I, that's what I mean. Like, he's a beaver I, I, and, you know, son of GP. And his dad. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, that. It, well, I just, I, I couldn't, I can't believe how wrong I was. Like, I look like an idiot, and I am. I, I poo-pooed all of the narratives, all the stuff. I'm like, it's a core injury. He's going to take a while. Minute restrictions. Okay, whatever. And I just... I brushed off all of the, the the scuttlebutt, and I and I see him get traded today, and it hit me. It like smacked me in the face, and I'm like, what, what, what? Uh, but like ultimately, I I just as a longtime fan, as a guy who you know does this pod with you, and I do a radio show, and like it's a combination of media and like fandom. Yeah. I, I've never wanted a player. To win more than him, and I've I've loved Gary Payton. Uh, I, I'm a huge LeBron guy. Like I love watching those dudes get their chips. Mm-hmm. But I just want this guy to have a real a real opportunity. You bring back the 2015 team with three guys that were competent off the bench. That team might have been a finals team. I I, I think if West doesn't blow his Achilles, it's it's it's. It... I don't even think I really have to squint. I think it's a Western Conference Finals team. I don't know if it's a Finals team, but like, like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, it's a, it was a, it was a very good team. And and that's, I just want that opportunity for him. Like, I I don't even know him. I've met him twice. I don't have his cell phone. I don't nothing. I just, I'm a fan. I think he's great and he's a great leader. And it could get to the Brooklyn Net point, but I, I just don't want that. I'm really hoping that that's not what happens. I want that dude to get one more great run. I, I here's the thing. I don't think that they're going to give him the opportunity of a LeBron, a Giannis, hell, even the Celtics. What I think they can do is give him an opportunity close to 2015. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I meant to say that. Not, that's, that that's a, like, a not, like, a, not like a, holy shit, he, this team is the favorite. Right, right. But do I think they can build a competent enough roster, force enough things to happen to be – the mod, the 2023 version of the 2015 team, not exactly you know word for word, bar for bar, sure, but like that level, like where you, when you look at the roster and you don't have to tell anybody you're a contender, you just are. Yeah, it's like you you listen to whatever national podcast and they're breaking down the West and they're like, you know what team I kind of like, Portland. And people are like, well, Portland, they're getting some love. Like, I want kind of that. And then you look up at the end of the season and they have 54 wins. You're going, shit, I don't want to play this team. Yes. Like, that's all all I've ever wanted to have that. Like, right now, if you're – take Phoenix out of it. What team in the West are you looking at where going, I don't want to play this team? Uh, Memphis? 
maybe, but Brooks can screw something up in any given night. If Zion's healthy, New Orleans. Like, if I told you, if all of a sudden uh, the Pelicans got healthy, which is a yeah. big goddamn ask. I know. But if they did get healthy. Yeah. And I said they made the Western Conference Finals. Would you bat an eye? No. No. I mean, but there's like, that's the cool thing about the West, and I don't think it's going to change much over the summer. Portland might as a team, but like the landscape. Look, I know we disagree to a certain extent on some of these teams, but like jaw-dropping shocked. You wouldn't be shocked if Memphis got there. You wouldn't be shocked if New Orleans did it. No. You wouldn't be stunned. And I, I don't even know. I don't care about Kyrie, but like Luka is white LeBron. Yes. Like you wouldn't be stunned. Phoenix obviously is the favorite now. And I know they don't play like a defense, but Jokic is an MVP, man. And sometimes there, there's just random runs in sports. And, hey, we got better offense because we got the league MVP. There's like five. And the Warriors might be like, you have five, six teams in that conversation. That's that's all I want. I want a little bit more than that. I want to be no, one. I want to win the West. No, no, I'm saying I want to be in the top six, not in the West, in the NBA. I'm with you there. That's but that's my point. Is because like, remember that that team was a three seed. Like before, yes. like they they were on like they were, like yes. if they if they after round and found out like they could have been a team that was number two in the West heading into the playoffs. If it, I, if, if West Achilles doesn't pop, yeah, like that that team was very good. It was very well they built. Good. Like they they knew who they were. This team right now does not have an identity because they no. don't know who they are. It's because they don't have the foundational pieces. And here's the thing for everybody who's asking me to be mad. This is the, more than them not changing out the front court. This is the thing that I think that I'm most frustrated about. There's not an adult in the room right now with Damian Lillard. Not even Jeremy? I love Jeremy. Jeremy yeah. is is this, man. Yeah, he's just quiet zen guy. He is... I love him. I love him as a dude. I love him as a player. And when I say he's not a leader, quote unquote, like I don't mean that as a as a negative against him because most guys aren't. Yeah. I wish this team had a a bona fide shit heel, an a hole. Yeah. Just a dude, and not just on the floor. So when kids are out there not doing what they need to do in practice, not getting in the weight room the way they need to, not putting in the, the the extra work afterwards, like that shit, the culture stuff. Yeah. Because here's the thing. While I had my issues with the Dame and CJ pairing, the culture was always set. Mm-hmm. And it's very hard for Portland to do that with so many young guys. Now, don't get me wrong. Dame sets the tone. But he needs someone to ride with him. Mm-hmm. And t- to be honest, I think Ant can be that guy as the number two, like if he's yeah. that guy. But he needs somebody else to show him along the way. It can't just be Dame. Sometimes like, like people get thrust into those positions, though, and they surprise you or they step up. And I think that's, you know, if you're Ant, you're looking around the situation, you see what it is. You mentioned what you're saying. Maybe that's one of those situations where it surprises people. And it's like Ant randomly speaking up and checking people. Yo, listen to Dame. Hey, this is bullshit. You, you know, yes. like that. He's been in the league long enough. He's got, you know. Hell, it could be Nas. It doesn't need to be like, sure. it doesn't need to be Ant, Dame, or Jeremy. It could be Nas. Like, it doesn't need to be. That's the thing is they they need that. And I, I, I wish they had 
gotten one of those veterans at the deadline. Right. And I understand why they didn't, because you know what every team wants is that guy. Yeah, for sure. So, um, the Blazers play a basketball game tomorrow night. I don't know who's going to be available. It's going to be fascinating to watch that game. Yes, it is. And I can't Um, wait to see all your tweets. (laughs) Well, there will be a lot of tweets because uh, it sounds like Joe Cronin uh, will be available pregame. Cool. For for media availability. Great. Um, So, pay attention to the old tweets. So, not Uh, just on the Blazers television network. No, it's going to be like, I'm, hey, media is allowed to ask questions. Absolutely. Good. Which That's is, a, hey, there's progress right there. Yeah, well, you know. You Accountability. Mean, I you like mean, it. You mean not not state media, just uh, <laughs> granting one interview? Here's my questions. Ask only these. <laughs> Deviate and you will die. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's funny is uh, Anshalu in the, in the comments said, we can get Surge if you want that. If they brought in Ibaka to be that kind of guy, I wouldn't be mad about it. As long as he puts us on the cooking show one time. Yes, Mafuzi chef! Come on, man. I want to be on God, that God, so great. I know. Um, God, who do they play tomorrow night? I just, I just totally had an absolute brain fart. Uh, I've completely blinked as well. Yeah, uh, Thunder. That's right. God, they need this game. If they're, if they're going to close this thing out, uh, they cannot go out there and lose the fucking Thunder again. No. They can't. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they play. Uh, last night, they, they played one of the, the best games of the season. I and agree. I, I, and I don't say that like the Memphis win is the best win. There's I don't I don't disagree with that. The back and forth nature of that game last night, neither team got out on, on like got out and put it away. It was like seven or eight, I think, was the biggest lead either team it, had. It and was tight the entire time. It was fun. I, yeah. I, I I see where you were coming from. I just wanted to chime in that. Yo, yeah, no, K- Casey and I sit like like two people apart. And I, when I tweeted it, he looked at me like, bullshit, Memphis, come on. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I was like, let me rephrase this. Let me rephrase this. Like, that's, that's not yeah. what I was trying to go. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what this team does down the stretch. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see what this team does down the stretch. It's going to be interesting to see who starts at the three. It's going to be interesting to see if Drew Eubanks continues to start at center post-All-Star break. It's going to be interesting to see who comes off the bench. It's going to be interesting to see who's impactful. Uh, whether or not Cam Reddish gets in the lineup, whether or not Justice Winslow is, is tossed back in the lineup. Um, there's, there is a lot of questions about what they have here right now. Yeah. So... Um, a lot going on. Uh, before we get going, real quick, th- again, thank you all. Uh, I appreciate you. We love you. We've got to have over 700 of you all show. Very um, grateful for all please of you guys Please like, rate, review, subscribe, help us grow the show. If you're, if you're new here, please click subscribe, help us grow. We're just we're on our way towards 5,000. So um, thank you. Um, very, very, very cool. Uh, personal note, um, for those that are wondering kind of what's going on and what's going to happen as, as things progress, uh, my surgery has been scheduled for my other hip. Uh, Hallelujah. I, thank God. Yes. Um, I will, as of right now, it will be no later than March 2nd. It will be no later than March 2nd. So, um, they are efforting to get me in sooner and I will disappear for two weeks. Um, I started working on a Jared Vanderbilt video last week. I got an 80% <laughs> done and I got word on, Saturday that the Lakers were willing to include a pick. And I went, ah, shit. (laughs) 
So get the 80% to a Laker, a Laker blog. I might actually, I might actually send the video edits to the the Laker guys. Here you go. Here's all of, uh, here's all of his, uh, pick and roll possessions on both sides, along with some breakdowns. And then just, Say it's uh do a special you know, thanks to Danny Moran. Yeah, uh, you, Jack Ramsey. You, you, you use my voiceover there, uh, and then per, just every time I say Blazers, just change the word Blazers to Lakers. It'd, <laughs> over yeah, the it would top. Be, that'd actually be funny if you just like left it in there and you just hear like a Lakers <laughs> over the top of my voice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, every time the Lakers uh, run a pick and roll, um, I, I am efforting to get some folks from both New York and Atlanta. Um, to have some talks about uh, Cam Reddish. Harder in New York because, well, he didn't play. Uh, also, New York media doesn't care about anybody. No, that's not entirely true. Fred Katz is out there covering him, and Katz is a good dude. Hey, if you can get Katz on the pod, I, I'm all for it. I know, it's a, diffi- it's, a, it's a difficult task. <laughs> New York is like, oh, I'm not busy. Or, I mean, oh, I'm not available. I'm busy yeah, yeah. Like, every single time. I know. Um we're post trade deadline and Trenton Watford is still a trailblazer. Hallelujah. Uh, so uh, we will likely have trended on between the what last game and the all-star break uh, or somewhere in between. Um, and then tune into Danny and Dusty. I am hoping to get it scheduled here very soon. Joe Cronin, general general manager, Joe Cronin will be on the radio with us. Great. It's the so. second time on 1080 The Fan, so that's pretty big time for us. That yes. didn't happen ever. Ever for the last 10 uh, years. <laughs> so it's nice to get him back on. I know we await what he's going to say at media availability and stuff, but it's great that he's going to be on the radio station and on your show. And, uh, yeah, we got a lot of stuff uh, to get going here. It's not the scenario I think any of us wanted. We've already admitted how we feel. But now we just observe what what they have, who they have, and what it looks like and see where it goes from here. Yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be really interesting. There's there's some new questions, there's some new opportunities, and there's yeah. some new things for for to kind of noodle on. Um, and I'm looking forward to this summer and yeah. the. I I don't. The Blazers, if they don't hit the home run, or if they don't swing during the summer, I guess. Let's not go there. Let's just sign <laughs> off. Now. You're going to- Bad energy right now. It's been bad enough today. Let's just sign off. Uh, Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. Uh, You can find us on social media at Danny Brink, at Brandon's Brink, at Jack Dramsies, jackdramsies at gmail.com. I was saying maybe we'll do an After Dark tomorrow. I kind of look at my schedule. I think I've got some stuff going on this Friday night, or not Friday night, but early Saturday morning, but a little check it. Uh, if not, we'll go ahead and go from there. If not, we'll circle back into a mailbag on um, Sunday, uh, and I'll grab some of the questions in here that we didn't necessarily touch on in, in talking about everything and talking through it all. So uh, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Try to even chill a little bit. There's a couple of you in the, in the comments right now that are losing your collective minds. Take a Zoloft or something. Go take a nap, chill. Trust me, it'll help. I just it, full disclosure: when the trade deadline ended, I was pissed. I asked Dusty. Yep, I was too. I was pissed, and then once I made some phone calls, once I got some text messages, once I kind of step, took a step back and went through everything, slightly bothered is where I ended up, and a understanding. Okay. This is where they need to, but this is what they need to do. Yeah. And if they don't do this, 
they're cooked. Not even a, not even a, like a, oh, they can figure it out. No, they're cooked. So, uh, everybody, enjoy the rest of the season. Enjoy the little things. Find your, your little bits of comfort and, and kind of just, I mean, if you want to be angry about the trade deadline, be angry about the trade deadline. If you want to not believed is what I've told you is exactly what I feel. And you, I, I'm, I'm talking for Vulcan. Believe that I I'm done trying to convince people. Otherwise uh, we'll talk soon. And then uh, they've got what two, two more home games after this one. And then we've got the all-star break and then uh, it's the home stretch. So mm-hmm. uh, everybody have a wonderful, wonderful night and we will uh, catch you soon. Mm, bye.